Welcome into the AU Radio Comics Corner. I think you never outgrow your love of these stories. A weekly look at new and upcoming comic book releases. I loved anything that was imaginative, that was high concept, that was a little bit bigger than life. Join us. You guys are great. Pull up a beanbag chair, settle in, and thumb through this week's issues with George and Travis. Purveyors of entertainment, we hope. Well, hello, everyone. And hi, well, George. Hi, Travis. <laughs> I think we have a ghost up here with us. <laughs> but, uh... How's it going? Uh, good. Kind of, kind of weirded out by the uh, strange footprints, but you know. Yeah, yeah. So, as we started recording, we uh, heard a spooky noise behind us, and we uh, are all off kilter now. But we're going to try and dive right into the podcast. <laughs> but uh, there were uh, there were a whole mess of special issues out this week, especially from DC, especially from DC. Um, oh yeah, it was definitely a DC heavy week. Wasn't it, it? <laughs> it really was. I mean, by the time I'd read like 150 pages of comics, I'd only read DC comics. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> let's start off with the goofiest of them all, with the uh, the dog days of summer, <laughs> 80 page giant summer special from DC featuring none other than Crypto, Beast Boy, and Bat Cow eating a carrot on the cover. I was I was pretty excited about reading this one. <laughs> I was too, and then I forgot to snag one and bring it home with me. So I sadly need to actually uh, read this comic book, but it looks delightful as I'll get out. <laughs> there were some pretty good ones in there. There was kind of a sad Killer Croc one. Yeah, I saw that. Actually, with uh, art by Kyle Hotz. I did a quick flip through just to kind of see what we had going on. There was uh, that story with art by Kyle Hotz, who's worked with Eric Powell for a really long time. So it's kind of cool to see him in a DC special. Yeah, it kind of has that uh, nice little swampy Alabama kind of southern (laughs) feel almost. Uh, Yeah, the Bat Cow one was was pretty cute. Uh, My favorite was the G. Willow Wilson Sedgwick. Uh, barbecue. Oh, cool. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's it's nice that he uh, he got to have the story written by such a wonderful person. Yeah, it uh, that was. <laughs> I really felt bad for it because it was. It's all set up. The Justice League is having a barbecue okay. out in the beach, mm-hmm. and uh, Ferdinand, the uh, the uh, Manitar that pops up in the uh, Wonder Woman stories okay. every so often. Sure, yeah. Is the one that they they put in charge of cooking the barbecue? Oh God! Don't tell me they're eating fish. So they're all like, <laughs> he, he's really he's feeling very conflicted because he doesn't want to serve them hamburgers because oh. he's a cow. <laughs> oh, because he's a cow! Oh my God! Why would they do that? That's horrible. <laughs> Oh, uh, and the only one that seemed to notice was Wonder Woman. Yeah, but, uh, well, he, she... he went off to f- try and find some kind of substitute that wouldn't make him feel bad. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> oh my god, I'm not. I'll admit I'm not super familiar with that character, so that that's one that I'll have to. Thank you for giving me context on that. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. Gotcha. Um, the other big, big special they had out this week was the Superman Leviathan Rising special. Um, which has a cornucopia of wonderful, crazy, awesome creators on it. Um, I'm just going to list them off. Brian Bendis, Greg Rucka, Matt Fraction, Marco Andreco, Yannick Paquette, Mike Perkins, Steve Lieber, uh, Eduardo Pensica. I can't can't remember the guy's name. Uh, Juan Ferriera, and then a of three different wonderful colorists that I am um, going to neglect. I apologize. 
Um, no, I won't. Nathan Fairbain, Paul Mounts, and Eduardo Placencia. Good job. Or FCO Placencia. <laughs> Sorry. There's a, there's a, a weird... Uh, yep. Anyway, so moving right along. Um, this special was a good primer for anybody that has not been reading anything going on with Superman, because I certainly have been meaning to, but have failed to do so. And this really did give me at least a taste at what was going on with the whole Superman Leviathan lead up stuff. Um, and it has some really good art <clears throat> with the people that I was just mentioning uh, on the writing and the artwork. And it sets up um, not only the mini series event, but it also sets up the Lois Lane um, ongoing series. It's going to be by Greg Rucka and Mike Perkins. And it also sets up the Jimmy Olsen story, which is going to be by Matt Fraction and Steve Lieber, which is two creative teams on those books that I never knew I wanted, but I definitely have to read now, which I'm so thrown off by the fact that DC could make me want to read a Lois Lane and a Jimmy Olsen comic book. And I love DC, don't get me wrong, but um, when it comes down to it, though, this story kind of wraps up and you kind of see them put a little bow on what they did so succinctly that you can probably get it caught up with reading whatever the beginning of the Leviathan Rising or Leviathan event comic book is going to be. Like, they're going to be able to kind of give you this as a snippet of, like, a page catch-up from what's been going on. Nice. So, <laughs> I've read very little Superman. Sure. Uh, the, uh, I read the the death of Superman way back in the day. Okay, and yeah. then I read like Red Sun, and okay, and Definitely. other than that, it's all been just like his appearances in Justice League stories that I've read. That's fair. What That's... is the deal with that cat? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wish I knew. But in the Jimmy Olsen story, the cat he's that Travis is uh, referring to right now. I... It just shows up and starts blasting everybody with lasers and stuff, right? I I mean. And it's in the the dog days story that we were just talking about too. He shows up and he's just like blasting stuff. Uh, you know, and I don't know if he's blasting lasers in this special, but he's definitely one of the most like psycho cats I've seen in a long time. <laughs> like he just this cat just wrecks Jimmy Olsen's uh, hotel room, and then proceeds to like. I guess, like, puke on literally every surface in the entire room. <laughs> that's that's what I heard coming from the other oh room as, as Jen was reading it last night. I, <laughs> She's like, what is going on? I mean, leave it to Matt Fraction, who's got to be the one that wrote that bit, because he's the one who's leading into the new uh, uh, Jimmy Olsen series. But my God, it was a weird comic. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a bit of the middle of the comic book that dealt with that. But... Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It should be really interesting when that comic book comes out. I know Matt Fraction has to have some kind of a good idea to agree to write a Jimmy Olsen comic book. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, we, we sadly had the end last issue of Heroes in Crisis. Yes, we did. Do Which you, Did uh, you read it? I, I did read it. Did, did you get to it? I did. I did. I was utterly confused as to why they were doing what they were doing and I, was, I, I thought they were going to try and let him get away with what he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure at this point, uh, it's really hard to have avoided the spoilers as to what this comic has kind of done, um, in particular to the character of Wally West. <laughs> um, but am I am I getting it wrong? Did they do a little bit of Cosmic Reset timeline stuff? 
I th- I think uh, they did what they ended up doing what they did to avoid another flashpoint. Okay, is okay the the what it came down to. Okay, I'll admit I need to read this again. It was one of the last ones that I got in last night before I went to bed, and <laughs> I I mean yeah, it's, they, it's a lot to unpack. There's a lot of time travel <laughs> stuff, as the cover kind of implies. There's some multiple instances of certain characters hanging out together and trying to figure out and un- untie the crazy knot that is the story of Heroes in Crisis. Yeah. Um, I, I did enjoy the, uh, the the different Robins yes, showing up. Yes. And, and they all had a different take uh-huh. on uh, who was the, the special one. Right. The, you know, the... If you're except for Damien. Yeah, well yeah, he of course he's just a little prick, but what can you do? No, uh that the insecurities of each of the different Robins giving light and kind of how they see all the other people it, and just how much Batman has messed them up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but that's one thing that I I continuously give Tom credit for doing is cutting to the actual human part of these characters. Yeah. DC is really, really regularly known as the kind of, like, the god among men, like, kind of uh, character archetype that, I mean, other than Batman, a lot of these people are very, very much gods, you know. They have the comic book called Gods Among Men, or whatever it was called, and whereas Marvel has a lot of, like, really relatable, kind of down-to-earth human characters, and there's a bit of a weird split of the dichotomy between them, but Tom King... And actually, Brian Bendis is proving to do a similar thing with the DC comics that he's been writing, but he puts their humanity right up and, you know, in the forefront of the stories that he's telling. Yeah. Rather than just kind of giving you the escapism that so many people love to do. (laughs) But that's... And he continuously gets a lot of hate for that, too. And I gotta give him credit for sticking to his guns and continuing to write stories that are challenging and make a lot of people mad, but are the stories that he really wants to tell. It's, that's that's my opinion on him. <laughs> I know we've talked about him so much, and it's I, you know shut up, George. But you know, no way, man. <laughs> he he needs as many people uh, like saying, "Hey, get over yourself." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then that brings us to the other grande sized DC comic book this week. Before we kind of move on from from them uh, sooner than later, at least. But uh, the end or the beginning of the end, rather, of Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's, uh, uh, you know, monumental run of Batman in Batman Last Night on Earth. And we haven't talked about this at all yet. Did you read it? Yeah, I read it. Okay. I I, uh, went into it not really knowing very much of what they were going to do with the story. I I knew that uh, it, uh, it had something to do with Bruce Wayne waking up in an asylum yep. as a younger version of himself. Right. That's the only thing that I knew. Gotcha. Yeah, they had a little preview uh, of some of some of that part of the comic book at the back of some stuff that's come out in the last month or so um, with a super creepy vibe to it with, like, the Joker being his, like, psychiatrist and, like, trying yeah. to wake him up and shake him from this fake reality that he's made with all of the <laughs> all of his, you know, rogues gallery just being, you know, physicians and people that work in the asylum that he's just kind of been crazy in for the last 20 years and... This is this is all in the preview that they were showing people, so I'm not trying to spoil the comic book, but this is kind of the setup to the story. And just like the first third of the, the book. Right, right. And that is worth mentioning. They are, uh, it's a $6 comic book, but holy crap, is it a thick book. 
Like, it's going to be a whole three comic books when it's all said and done, and they're definitely making this, like, a two-in-one kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, uh, it's hard to get to the later part of the comic book without really spoiling the story, because it gets a little bit Mad Maxy. <laughs> like, yeah, post- yeah. Definitely <laughs> something happened, and we're not sure exactly what it was, but... We'll, we'll go into more of the story when the second one drops. Yeah, yeah. Give everybody a chance to... That's fair. ...check it out. But you definitely should. Yeah. Absolutely. I was I'd, I was on the fence about it until I got into it, and I was like, uh, okay, yes. Yep. <laughs> and it definitely is a story that Scott Snyder's been having rolling around in his noggin for a long time. He's he's had this uh, this weird kind of just aesthetic of Batman wandering through the desert with the Joker's head in, you know, a jar, basically. And <laughs> that is exactly what's on the cover. So his dream became real. <laughs> oh, man. So it, it uh, that just popped a horrible song into my head. Oh, no. Wandering through the desert with a head in a jar. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You'll have to show me that song. <sighs> oh, no. It, it, I, I, I was singing it in my head to, oh. you know, the horse with no name. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to sing on the on the show. Okay. You're welcome. You can you can you can show me later. Um that uh I I honestly DC took up so much of my reading last night. I only have a few left that I actually got around to reading, but um did did you have any other DC stuff? Uh yeah, real quick, uh there was a couple annuals that came out. Oh, yeah. The Detective Comics and Catwoman both had their annuals. Uh and then uh Doomsday Clock finally got another issue. That's right. That's right. Issue 10. You know, I I was tempting fate for like a minute and I opened it up even though I have not read what's <laughs> led up to this. And I just started looking and I'm like, you know what? This is too much. I, I shouldn't do this to myself. And I put it back down. Yeah, I, I definitely need to uh, binge the, the, the thing. I've heard from people that are keeping up with it and kind of are staying with the story that it's been really, really good. But I... I'm so far behind that I can't even start <laughs> to try and give my opinion on it. Yeah. I read the first, like, three? I, yeah, I did, too. I and, did too. And about the time they, they skipped to the every two months mm. is is about when I dropped off. And Same. Just couldn't keep up. I know what you mean. We'll get to it. We promise. <laughs> yeah. I will do my best to get caught up before the last one comes out. Which is bold words, sir. <laughs> I'm I'm flying through a bunch of other stuff. Nice. That's good. I'm, That's I'm good. almost completely caught up on uh, Harley. Then I was going to work on Wonder Woman. Cool. Very the, nice. The Harley story started to get a lot better about the time she got recruited by Granny Goodness. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Spend some time on Apocalypse. Yeah. Gotcha. Be- became kind of a superhero of sorts. Sure, yeah. <laughs> For Granny Goodness, though, that's kind of weird. Um, so I, as opposed to my logic in not reading Doomsday Clock, I decided to jump into the last part of the hunted story arc in Spider-Man last night. <laughs> and Why not start with six? Yeah. Well, I saw that Ryan Otley was going to be back on the issue next, you know, next time it comes out. So I had to at least jump back in and pretend like I, you know, cared about anybody but Ryan Otley. Yeah, I was here the whole time. Yeah, I was here. Yeah, totally. I read the end of that. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I certainly missed a bunch of story, (laughs) but I, I mean, it's, it's an enjoyable comic book. You get to see, obviously without leading up to the entirety of what the conclusion of the story was, I'm missing like vast parts of the story in the puzzle that is going on with the hunted arc. But, um, 
yeah, I, I can tell that if I had been reading the whole time, it would have been fun. <laughs> <laughs> I really did cheat myself on that one, but I knew I wanted to start reading it again. I guess I had to jump in here. Good job, George. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but also, Ms. Marvel came out. Yeah. The Magnificent, uh, which I am definitely going to be catching up on um, this one. I, I read like six things last night, but three of them were super fat, and it took me a really long time to get through them. So this is one's on deck to be read. So, yeah, if, if, you're, if you're like really far behind, you can kind of like jump in on the new arc. Cool. The first one definitely was giving me that implication. Like, I, I had been gone for a while, and they're like, no, 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 it's fine. Just come back on. You're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, the, we got the last issue of Wolverine, The Long Night. Oh, nice. Okay. I just saw that season two started up on the on the actual podcast. So I'm not sure if it did or not. I know there's a... There's, there's a preview for it. Oh, I, that might have been yeah, what I saw. I, I went looking for it because Sarah got me all excited. She's like, it's up. <laughs> so I, I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to listen to that. But I, I couldn't find it. Fair enough. I, I am actually subscribed to it, even though I haven't actively started listening to it. Oh, you know what? Are they If they're half an hour chapters, it's up. Yeah, season two, chapter one. Uh, 28 minutes and 46 seconds. So if you're a fan of that podcast, it looks like on at least my uh, podcast addict uh, podcast subscribing service, it looks like it's up. And second season is, I forget what it's called. The first one was The Long Night. Oh, the first chapter, oh, The Lost Trail. The Lost Trail, that's right. There we go. And the first chapter is called Among the Missing. So, hey, uh, here we are advertising that podcast. So go ahead and check that one out. If you it's like a, really good. That's what I hear. I need, to, I need to actually listen to more than the first episode of the first season. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Um, and speaking of final chapters, uh, uh, yes. the last X twenty three for now, for now, came for out. now. Uh, they they yeah they had a lot of uh, closure to do. <laughs> yeah, did was it good? I I liked it. Uh, it was it was pretty good. Good good good. Hard to hard to unpack the end of a series without spoiling too much, but I know you've been invested in that one since the beginning, and it's nice to hear that it had a good ending. Yeah, and Eleven left with a with a sour cliffhanger with Honey Badger running off, and you know away from Laura, and I didn't like that. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> Resolution, Un- unless they were going to give Honey Badger her own sh- uh, her own uh, series, you never know. Which would be adorable. But I, I don't know if she could carry a whole book by herself. You know, four or five <laughs> issues, or maybe if not a special someday. Yeah. Her and her and Jonathan the Wolverine running around. Rah, rah, rah. We'll we'll have to come up with some like <laughs> hashtag or something and start campaigning to Marvel about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Thor uh, thirteen, which is uh, still tying into War of the Realms by Jason Aaron and Mike Del Mundo, uh, which I did not read, but uh, Mike Del Mundo is one of the most. Uh, abstract artists that mainstream Marvel comic books gets. And this is probably tying very heavily into the main story, so definitely worth checking out if you're reading War of the Realms and want to see what's going on with Loki in this issue. Yeah, do that, why not? Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, not Loki, the God of Fear. I don't know who the God of Fear is. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, anyways. That thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, bringing me to Dark Horse, unless you got more Marvel on your stack. I do not. Uh, with the other two comic books that I read this week, uh, uh, worth starting off with, uh, Hellboy versus Lobster Johnson. 
I I did actually read that. Did you? It was a good. It's just like a little slice of what he had going on in Mexico in a in a movie that he may have either forgotten or wanted to forget that he participated in making. <laughs> yeah, he was very grumpy through this the, the the beginning of that book. Yep. <laughs> but uh, it, uh, it I can imagine they had the idea to put this one out with the idea that the movie may have done a little better. Yeah. <laughs> because it definitely ties into uh, an aspect of the movie that they dealt with at least at the very beginning pretty heavily yeah. uh, where he was in Mexico and he had some some weird stuff going on there. Um, and then, you know, with Luchador Lobster Johnson, because why not? <laughs> yeah. I, I I especially loved looking at the background and you can actually see the, the bats hanging on strings. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was part of a very uh like I don't know, like B horror movie or something down in Mexico and yeah. uh you get to see that movie in this comic book, which is super <laughs> delightful. And then you get to see what really happened. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um and then the other dark horse one that I read this week was uh, the start of the new Stranger Things miniseries. Uh this one focusing on uh not 11 or um or or Will Byers stuck in the upside down, but uh 6. Uh, being the the girl who was experimented on by the same company as Eleven, but five people ago. Yeah, and and you get to see like uh, a few of the different numbers. You do, yeah. I uh, I can only imagine this is going to end very badly for all of them. Yeah, but <laughs> it's going to be an interesting story. I mean, by by the fact of, you know, you kind of get the idea that Eleven might be the only one left by the time you see the story of Stranger Things. So we might just see the whole tragic history of what actually happened with a few of the kids that were in the project before Eleven, but... Yeah, they're they're really kind of they're kind of setting up a an inner turmoil between the kids in this one. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely seeing... The organization, I cannot remember what it's called, but before it kind of has some downfall, some kind of, you know, crumbling from the inside out. But it's interesting yeah. to see them kind of develop the story because this is clearly new stuff that we have not seen before. Yeah. Whereas the last one that they did was just kind of showing you what was going on on the other side of the story while the TV show was actually happening. So good the for other, them. The other side of the upside down. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bad luck, Chuck came out uh from dark horse as well that book looks delightful uh i i ran i ran out of steam before i could uh, read that one but uh i've been really enjoying the story nice. of uh, poor chuck and her <laughs> incredible bad luck <laughs> as the title would imply it's well uh i just too many things out these days i understand not being able to get to every single th last thing on a tuesday there, night there was a lot of rough. big books there were <laughs> it was a crazy week you know it occurs to me that it's the fifth wednesday of the month so they always have to kind of lump all the specials and stuff that yeah. they do every so often every year into into those fifth wednesdays as weird as that is for a reason it always ends up being annual week exactly <laughs> Um, over at Boom, we got the beginning, the honest beginning of the Angel comic book, which I really like the Zero issue of, and I've been really enjoying Buffy, so I'm definitely looking forward to catching up on this one, too. Yeah. I I haven't started the Angel one, um, but the, the, the Buffy one was, was really good. Very nice. We're we're also drawing close to the end of Coda from Boom. Oh, nice. Are we on eleven? 
10, uh, 11? 12. Oh my God. Isn't that the end? Um, if it's not, it's like close to the end. Okay. I was almost thinking that that was going to be like a three, four issue trade, like 12 issue series. But if it's not, then they're probably within one or so of the end. Yeah, I I didn't uh, I didn't get to it because uh, the one that I brought home was misprinted and the pages were unreadable. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's garbage. I'm sorry. So there was that. Um. <laughs> uh, well, that's a bummer. Yeah, but I got to some other cool ones like uh, Aftershocks Dark Red Number Three. From, I know you've been uh, oh Tim nice. Seeley. You've been liking that one quite a bit. Yeah, the the previous one left off with uh, with Chip the Vampire uh, killing a Nazi in the convenience store. Classy. And so this one goes back in time and tells the story of how he became a vampire. Oh, wow. Nice. Okay. It was a really cool story. And it was, uh, it's actually based on stories that Tim Seeley's uh, grandfather told him. <laughs> Really? So he he took these horrible war stories and adapted them into his own story. Was it like a World War II thing? Yeah. yeah cool. he, he was an infantryman in uh, World War II, and they came across some town in France. Huh. That's and awesome. And madness ensues. <laughs> That's cool that Tim Seeley had a grandpa that was filling his head with those kinds of uh, stories because he definitely went on to tell all sorts of horror stories. So that's that's cool to hear that as part of Tim Seeley's actual origin story. Yeah. Uh, another <laughs> Source Point Press. Uh, we, we got the second issue of the Twisted Haunted Hions where uh, that weird band connected to ICP. Oh, uh, that's good. right. Are, are running off and being Scoobies. I forgot about that comic. <laughs> That's awesome. Good good for those guys doing, yeah. you know, on a small publishing company, but they're doing their best. It's That's a awesome. small publishing company, but the 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 quality of the paper and uh, I was super surprised by the story. That's awesome. That's yeah, always nice it, to get surprised by <laughs> one of the little guys that you maybe don't expect. But. I was like, oh, I'll give him a shot. And then I was like, oh, wow, I want to read number two. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, another small guy with a cool story, Action Lab, had uh, the third issue of a cold, the, the cold-blooded cold blood Samurai. That comic looks really good. It, it has this little symbol above the L, and I keep wanting to read it as an A. Oh. But gotcha. it's just Cold Blood Samurai. <laughs> that cool uh, uh, Japanese history as told by lizards and amphibians and such oh cool from from the creatures perspectives yeah they they just kind of uh they basically just uh retell the old legends and uh history of japan but instead cool. of people it's it's animals nice and the first one actually had one where the legend, <laughs> the legend uh the, one of the people in the story was telling a story but the story that he was telling had to do with animals, so they kind of had to tweak it a little bit. Okay. Which was kind of a weird little meta moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to check that one out. Yeah, it's really good, and it's it's a just a beautiful comic and uh, a cool little history lesson. Right on. Um, really, one of the last ones that I had in my stack to read but didn't quite get to was uh, Ascender number 2 by Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wynn. 
And uh, I really want to read Descender because I read the first issue of Ascender and realized that I kind of am also missing a chunk of the story. I do I know, that my... one looked so good, but it, it was does. so far into it before I realized it was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I need to just get the hardcovers or something and just tear through it. But uh, yeah, so Ascender's out. If you were reading Descender, definitely worth checking out. Uh, and and if you're uh, a customer at our store and you were reading Descender, don't worry, I am pulling a sender for you. Okay, good, <laughs> good. Um, wow, I feel like there were a bunch of cool trades out this week that I am now not... Oh, there was an art book by James Stokoe called Grunt. Oh, yeah. That looks <laughs> delightful. And it's uh, filled with um, some like sketch art and concept stuff and also some unpublished comic books that he did. So if you're a fan of that guy, that book is now out this week. Um, which I know I will be picking up a copy as soon as I can. But uh, yeah, that thing looked wonderful. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> and there were a bunch of other things that came out this week, and uh, we're just about out of time, though. So I think yeah. we're going to. The, the second volume, uh, really quick, uh, mm-hmm. one that I remember coming out this week is uh, Gleipnir. It's a okay. manga that I've been reading. Right on. And I, I picked it up just from just being flabbergasted by the concept. Okay. This kid uh, just for whatever reason starts turning into a a monster, but the monster form that he takes is a uh, an amusement park mascot suit. <laughs> <laughs> so he just turns into this big dog thing with a zipper in his back and a big pistol. Hmm. And so I was like, I have to read that. So I brought some in, and it, it is wonderful. That sounds like your kind of comic. Yeah. That's so awesome. volume two of that came out. It uh, comes out this week. Right on. Is that a straight up manga? Yeah. Cool. Cool. I don't read enough of that. I'll have to check that out. There's some cool stories out there. There are. Well, uh, with that, we'll uh, we'll be proceeding to go open the store on up and uh, carry on with our day. But thanks for joining us for this week's comics corner. Thanks for uh, thanks for recording, Travis. Yeah. It was cool. All right. Bye. You've been listening to AU Radio Comics Corner. Music is provided by Cubby and Bensound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio Podcast is a production of Adventures Underground Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. like to contact the show follow us on twitter at au underscore radio facebook at au radio podcast instagram at au dot radio or you can email the show at podcast at adv you can also support this show and all the shows on au radio by becoming a patron of the au radio network find us on patreon as au radio at adventures underground you can help us create this podcast and soon several others with as little as a dollar a month thanks for listening